Howdy, I'm David Yard, and I'm a creative brand strategist. You're listening to the Digital Jamaica Podcast with your host, Kadia Francis. If you like the show, subscribe and download it on your favorite podcast player. of the Digital Jamaica Podcast for 2020, episode 17. I'm your host, Kadia Francis. And before I say anything else, I just want to wish my DJP followers and listeners a fantastic 2020. So grateful that we still have your support and that you're still around. Listen, they say that it takes on average 66 days to form a new habit. And I know that we've all made New Year's resolutions because it's a traditional thing that we do, isn't it? Everybody, everywhere. So let's hope we can stick out for at least two months because then by, by then we would have tricked our brains into now forming this new habit. And perhaps most of us, some of us, are going to be able to realize some of those resolutions because you don't want December 31st rolling around here going oh man so about those resolutions that i made last year right so let's hope we can stick out and stick to it this time the conversation with david yard is super interesting because it went from him being a jamaican not in a in a in a non-jamaican space in a non-traditional field and the the juxtaposition of those things how he's how he has experienced um that situation right and then it moved into a therapy session where we're talking about depression and anxiety and being an introvert and how that shows up in your life and how it affects your creative process and overcoming um certain cultural um exigences that really exacerbates the problem um because you know as jamaicans we for a long time we didn't take mental health issues seriously and it's only about in the last decade or so and really within the last couple of years that we really made a concerted effort to have the conversation so you have um new new spaces popping up like uh, safe space jamaica and the jamaica mental health association and even bellevue um, they're rebranding and, and, and reintroducing the program so it can be less stigmatic and more a space where people feel comfortable talking about some of these issues that they're having. Because you hear mental health and you think mad people. But mental health is anxiety. It can be depression. It is, it's, it's a lot for a person who suffers with these things to make their way through the world, to understand the outside world. And I talk a lot about how I don't like leaving my house. And that's still a thing for me. This conversation took place months ago, but it's still a thing for me. I don't like leaving home. And that's just the honest truth. If I don't absolutely have to, and even when I absolutely have to, it's a struggle to put myself in the frame of mind where I know, okay, I'm going to go outside. I'm going to have to deal with other people, all the other energies that are coming at me. And I'm going to have to navigate what for me can be a very difficult space. I mean, and this this episode is for you even if you can't relate to that struggle because I'm sure you know at least one person in your life who has this problem. And you can get a better understanding of what this thing really is because you may not you may not get it. It may it may be like seriously get over it to you. It may be as simple as you just need to, you know, fix up yourself and, and get out there and go. But unfortunately, that's not how depression and anxiety gets fixed. It's not it's something that can necessarily be completely fixed, but is about understanding triggers and knowing how to work your way through it. So you can have a better understanding of what's going on in the mind of somebody who is going through these kinds of things. Uh, it, it, it went from me just not showing up to events, telling people I'm going to show up at events and then just not showing up because I can't deal with all so much people in this space. It's, it's too much for me to handle. To know where I'm at a point where I'm going, listen, I can't, I can't make it. I can't because I can't deal with 
I can't deal with all of that. So I've I've begun to understand my triggers. I've begun to be honest about it with people, and they're just gonna have to deal with it. And that's just how it is. Um, you don't necessarily have to understand because I'm not necessarily trying to make you understand, but this is just me, and I've come to acknowledge it, and I'm good with it. And that's kind of what this conversation is about. But before we get into what is a very interesting conversation just two announcements so the digital jamaica people to watch 2020 list has been published on social media because i've had so many things doing that it's not yet up on the blog womp womp but it's on our social media platforms you can check it out on instagram twitter facebook linkedin so anyone any one of those platforms that you follow us on it should be there um the best thing for me is how excited the nominees were um to be featured to be acknowledged it's like i see you we see you and we we appreciate the work that you're doing and for a lot of them they've not had that before they've not had somebody say to them listen we see you we acknowledge you you're doing awesome keep doing the amazing things that you're doing it can be difficult when you're trying to create things and you're trying to put things out there and you're not getting the external validation that you need to know that okay you're doing good so i am super happy that this platform is really validating the work of a lot of really good jamaican creatives um, whether they're in the tech or digital space they're all creating something whether it's a product or a service or it's absolutely amazing that that has been the feedback we've gotten from a lot of them so thank you guys who nominated persons we had some solid nominations it took me a while to whistle down the list and i could only make it to 32 because it was so many good people thank you to the persons who agreed to be featured because even though you nominate them i still have to have them accept the nomination um so thank you guys for participating as well and the feedback has been amazing so thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you for that second announcement come february i am launching the great big digital survey and what that is is <laughs> i am i'm wanting to capture the jamaican experience with digital platforms so i want to know how are we using these platforms what do we do when we get on there do we trust it are we are we spending money online which i know we are because amazon is one of the top searched search um in jamaica but i mean what's the difference between an amazon marketplace and a jamaican marketplace you know so i want to know how we interact with digital space whether it's a local whether it's a local formulation or something from elsewhere what are we doing when we go online who are we talking to what are we talking about how comfortable are we with technology how integrated are we with technology because you see this conversation about digital economy is not really going anywhere until we understand the psychology behind how we interact with technology and with the digital space and all that good stuff so i'm trying to capture that information so i can be better um when i am having these conversations and we can all learn about okay what are some of the areas we need to fix what are some of the areas we need to push just basic data that can really help us figure all of this out one extra announcement because it was supposed to be three not two come march oh sorry before i go there the the great big digital survey is going to be launched in february and it's going to be a six month project and i'm going to be trying as best as possible to capture almost all jamaicans because i want to have a fulsome understanding of how we operate in digital space right so come march <laughs> i am also launching the first of five pop-up talk shops that are going to be happening in 2020 and the first one is going to be focused on developer whether you're a web developer app web developer software developer once you're a developer in the digital space this is an event for you i'm trying to bring industry insiders and experts and persons who are already working in that field with aspirants persons who want to get into that field who are struggling to get noticed and acknowledged in that field struggling to to attract customers or clients to themselves so we're going to be talking about networking and branding and how to get yourself out there and get yourself seen in this space some of the best tools that you can use to improve your work 
all of that is going to be happening in March. Now, there's going to be more information to come because we've not yet settled on a date, but that's going to be happening. So you can look out for that. And there are going to be four more centered around different uh, industries or different groups. So there's going to be a pop-up talk shop for um, what we call persons who are working in the um, informal sector. So hairdressers, bartenders, nail technicians, not, not sure why we call it an informal sector, but we're going to have a pop-up shop to talk to them directly about how they brand themselves online, how they can you know, put themselves out there to get more clients, how they can network, all of that good stuff. So we're going to be targeting different groups and industry that we feel could benefit from some extra knowledge and information about the digital space and who can really do well in those spaces if they are armed with proper information so that's the digital jamaica pop-up talk shops so you can look out for that as well more information on our social media pages make sure you are following us on our social media pages on instagram is the digital jamaican uh and on facebook also the digital jamaican on twitter it's digital jamaican and it's Claire francis on linkedin so make sure you're following us make sure you subscribe so you can be on our mailing list so you can get all the discounts and the goodies and all that fantastic stuff um that members of the digital jamaica community currently enjoy so after all this chatting let's get into episode 17 with david yard enjoy Howdy. So David Yard here. I'm a designer, software engineer, entrepreneur, creative person that seems to, I don't know, get himself into a lot of creative things, you could say, and uh, really just enjoy helping people, a tiny human. I don't know. I enjoy life. So anything that I could do to help people move forward and grow creatively, I'd like to show up there. So I'm one of those Jamaicans that is both a foreigner to his island and also alien to the country that he's living in. Okay, explain that a little bit. So I left Jamaica when I was about two. Uh, grew up in South Florida. Um, basically, a bunch of other Jamaican people that were there as well. Got to learn a lot about the culture stateside. And yeah. Kind of stayed in Florida, um, travel a lot out of the state. And outside of that, I mean, it's one of those things where you're here in the States and they're like, oh, where are you from? I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm from Jamaica. And then they're like, oh, but then if like in Jamaica, it's like, oh, you're a foreigner. You've been in the States so long. You don't know about this thing here or that thing there. <laughs> like, where's your accent? And like, yeah, I get that from both from sides. Both so yeah. I'm sorry, unfortunately. All right, so um, I met you, I think I met you on Instagram, and I, I came across your page and absolutely loved it, and I came across one of your programs, I think you, it was called the Lovable Core Program. Oh yeah, so uh, the Lovable Brands thing that I've been doing. Um, right, what's that all about? So really and truly, it was a way for me to kind of make brand building a little bit more relevant. Um, I was on a lot of software development teams and there's a mythology that is carried there called Agile. So you're able to do things really quickly, um, but it's generally centered around a very core or major like story or topic. Um, and so I looked at that and I looked at the state of branding and I was like, hey, you know, there's not really anything that if you're building a brand as a person who is a little bit more introverted, you know, not the type to constantly be yelling at the top of your lungs, look at me, look at me. Um, yeah. You know, things that teach people design thinking, like the mythologies and stuff that we use as, you know, software engineers and designers. And there wasn't really anything that I saw that blended those things alongside empathy. And so, yeah, I mean, it's kind of been a 10 year journey getting to this point. There was a lot of research that I was doing, a lot of testing. Uh, I wanted to be sure that I could prove, you know, this wasn't just some fancy thing that I was doing, but more so something that was grounded in a good foundation, so to speak. And so, like, when it came to the the part of it of really naming that, that center, it was like, oh, 
lovable core like this is where we operate from like when we love something like we're willing to weather the ups and downs whether it's a relationship whether it's a business um you stick through it and so i found you know might as well it's kind of fitting um and kind of went with it you activate that core you operate from the core and you can extend out and build brands from it so yeah so is that kind of how you got started in um the whole because you, you say you got software development and stuff like that is that how you started out doing that from your quote-unquote lovable core is that where the concept came from so originally i had no idea what this thing was that mm-hmm. i just enjoyed doing um but i noticed that i saw it everywhere whether it's going and watching a movie it was like oh you know they did this because it tells this story or evokes this emotion but when i started um i actually started out designing mixtape covers album covers uh, myspace layouts that was like my first business online oh, okay. um and yeah i just enjoyed i actually started just doing things for fun and then people were like oh hey if you want to get this done go see david and then i just started charging for it mm-hmm. and it grew from there you know i worked at startups helped build them up to millions of dollars you know teams of 5 10 11 plus people um advertising agencies um, digital transformation companies that merge together advertising branding and business strategy right. and yeah just built up all the experience like i got placed on all sorts of things and kind of had to fight for some of them um, like you know being able to lead out projects being able to do estimates and resource gathering like those are some things that they don't always hand out to you especially if you don't look like them um, oh, right. and so you know those are the things that after a while you're like oh wow okay and one day i saw how much they were making off of me as an employee and i was like wait a second here you know let me try my own thing for a second and so you know started the company was working full-time while building our branding firm and i'll say about five years ago really went full-time on it all the way Uh, yes yes so yeah, I mean, it's kind of been a journey where it's like working full-time for someone else, working full-time for me. If I contract is up in between the contracts, I'm working full-time on it. And then after a while, I just stop accepting those contracts and, you know, focusing on developing more underneath my own company. And um, yeah, after a while, we realized that, you know, teaching people branding, it takes a lot out of the process. And so that's how the whole lovable platform came where we're going through some things. And I was like, wait, what is in these notebooks here? And it was research for the past 10 years for clients that we worked on, you know, assembling teams, everything. And I was like, wait a second, this is literally stuff I'm throwing away and, you know, dusted off, you know, started testing it out locally, did an event here, did, you know, a couple things online with people and was like, hold on, this is still all irrelevant if not even more. And uh, yeah, just been building up since then. So about now is the end of a year in really getting it, you know, publicly launched. Uh, The digital platform is built so we can now start offering stuff there. And uh, it's been a fun journey, I would say. Okay, so wanted to go back a little bit because one of the questions I wanted to ask you is as a, as a, non-jamaican jamaican as as in a jamaican in the diaspora who grew up in the mm. diaspora how how did you manage to get yourself because earlier you said you had to fight for certain um positions uh you had to fight to get into certain to do certain things within that company especially because you didn't look like them so what was that like because we don't experience that here because for the most part, the people we work with look like us. So it's a different, trying to get into certain positions is for different reasons and it's not necessarily because, oh, traditionally that space was not meant for you. But that seems mm-hmm. to be what it is for you as a Jamaican in a non-Jamaican space. So how did you navigate all of that? Ah. Uh. Man, it's kind of weird because like when people find out that you're a Jamaican in the States, 
a lot of times it goes like this. It's like, oh, and if you don't have an accent, it's like, oh, where's your accent? And then they go, oh, you don't have dreads. And I'm like, yeah, have you oh, actually God. seen us? They still do um, yeah, and then the, my most favorite one of all is like, and I've had this happen on a th- more than one occasion, where it just goes like, oh, so you like Bob Marley? <laughs> yeah. So Cringeworthy. you can get the good, yeah, and then you know where it goes after that because what was Bob Marley known for? The good to most people, yes, right. So a lot of times, actually, one time I found out that that's exactly why I was hired, and they were very disappointed when that was not the the thing that they were able to <laughs> oh, <laughs> realize. Right? You're not you're not I fulfilling mean, your duty as a Jamaican man. Ah oh, man, I'm just <laughs> feeling right. Like, but yeah, I mean, I've even had like clients we're driving they're driving and we pull up to a stoplight and the dude goes you know there are stereo truths and stereotypes and i just i hope this doesn't offend you and immediately i knew where he was going i was like he was gonna offend you i mean it was more humorous to me than anything else though but Mm -hmm. a lot of the times is it's fighting that narrative Mm -hmm. where people are like oh you're Jamaican, so you must have dreadlocks, or you must smoke ganja, or you, you know, you must talk this way. Not necessarily, and yeah, I may talk that way from around family and friends or other Jamaicans. It just depends, but I'm not going to do it for entertainment for you. Um, and so yeah, I mean, a lot of it in fighting for the things is like I'm self-taught in all my disciplines, and so a lot of times people are like, "Oh, you don't have a degree." Well. Are you sure you know how to do this thing? And when you show them, you're like, oh, now they feel threatened because they're like, oh, no, you can do it really well. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, those little things that you kind of navigate is really just kind of saying, hey, you know, we're all on the same team. You know, we're trying to get things forward. You know, we're working together. Um, and then, oh, the other one that I forgot is i never forget. I had a boss look at me and say, you know, I've never met a Jamaican that had no less than three jobs. And I was like, interesting. He's like, you guys are so loyal. And I was like, you know, I wonder where you're going with this, right? And it turned out, it's like, oh, well, you know, since you guys are such hardworking, you know, have pride in what you do, you mind taking on this extra work? So a lot of the times you have to be balancing this thing of like, yeah, we work hard and we will outwork you. But at the same time, we are people too. And so, yeah, I mean, it's really just the navigating of like, here are the skills that I bring to the table. A lot of it is confidence. I think, you know, for me, it was kind of being a weird thing, a Jamaican depression and not very like prideful and outgoing and, you know, saying, hey, this is who I am. This is what God created me to do. Um, so battling that was also very interesting. But I mean, ultimately, it's when you show up, you just show up with everything that you have, right? Like, do the best that you can. Most times, it's going to be 10 times better than the people that you're surrounded with here. Um, but you also have to be very humble because at the end of the day, when people feel threatened by things that you do, they respond differently. So, I mean, a lot of it is just balancing, you know, natural human nature, um, your own personal obstacles or mindsets that you may have. And yeah, you're just really making sure that when people interact with you, that it's not just about you, you're inter, you know, kind of representing a whole nation of people. So make sure it's a good interaction. That's awesome. That's an awesome way to look at it and approach it because not a lot of Jamaicans um, can appreciate your perspective. Um, Well, let me not say that because you do have a a lot of Jamaicans who work overseas. And even with the boss who said to you, well, I've never met a Jamaican with no less than three jobs. That's a thing because when caribbean people it's not just jamaicans when caribbean people go overseas regardless of where they go the states united kingdom canada we do put out more effort we do work harder than 
most other people so it, it's a thing they have to say about us that we're very hard working and it's not like we're not hard working here but it's like there's so many opportunities there that we are jumping on three four five of them at the same time because we went there with an intention and the intention was to earn as much as we can because a lot of the times we have family back home that we're taking yep. care of or helping to take care of and as you said too you said it's about knowing that you have an entire country that you're representing because when you're an immigrant in a country you automatically become the representative of that entire country so anything you do is now going to reflect badly on the entire country so you you have to keep that in mind as well but i heard you said something that really struck you said that you're as a jamaican with depression and i thought mm, I can definitely relate to that. And I don't know what your process is, but it took me a long time to realize that I had mental health issues because, you know, that's not something we readily talk about here. It's, a, it's still taboo. And once you say mental health, people think, oh, oh she might. Yeah, even Jamaicans here. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, once you start talking about mental health, people automatically think, okay, she's crazy or she's going crazy. But I do suffer with anxiety and I do suffer with depression. And it has caused a lot of delays and gaps in my life where definitely should be doing this, talk myself out of doing it because I get anxious about it and then I get stressed and then my stress leads to my anxiety and my anxiety leads to my depression. Mm -hmm. So it, it was about, for me, it was learning what my triggers are and knowing when it's coming on and how to navigate it. What was your process? Or what is uh, your process? Because it's ongoing for me. Yeah, I mean, it's still like, you know, identifying triggers. Um, a lot of it is, I think, how we're raised. Mm -hmm. Like, discipline is very, very important in our culture. Definitely, yeah. And um, sometimes it can lead to things like post-traumatic stress. Mm -hmm. um, Abuse. Or, for instance, you know, yeah, we're like, oh, you you feeling depressed or sad? Go pray about it, right? Oh, Lord. Like, you I know, I was that. raised Seventh-day Adventist, right? Mm -hmm. Um and is a very interesting you know religion it's very different amongst caribbean people than it is you know amongst non-caribbean people but in the same breath i've also witnessed you know adventist pastors commit suicide or drop down dead from overworking mm -hmm. um and so when you look at it like it doesn't matter the religion or where you're from we all suffer from this thing right mm -hmm. But when it comes to us as Jamaicans, I feel like we just kind of say, oh, you're not strong enough. You're too weak. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and that kind of thing for me was I had to say, you know what? That's not true, because the same way you look and you see the same chemicals that cause, you know, cancer to appear in your body is the same things that imbalance in your mind. Right. Like it's just just life. Um who you're around, you know, how you're exercising, all those different things. So for me, it was like a holistic life change. Yeah. Um, it wasn't one that I started on my own. I had a lot of people pushing me, a lot of people checking in on me, uh, making sure that I was okay, even to this day. Uh, because it's like, you know what? Yeah, I could have had an amazing day, right? But I'll think about something. I'm like, man, I can't help that person do that thing. I'm failing at life. Like, I should be able to help these people, right? And that will throw me into a whole life crisis and, you know, feel down about it. Or I'm like, oh, I didn't get everything done on my list. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some of it is that, that pressure we put on ourselves. Or you're like, you know what? I have to be this way because I represent this island or this culture or these people. Um, but, yeah, it's a, for me, it has been a lot of meditation uh, looking at my connection with God differently than how I was raised. Mm -hmm. So really going back to the source and saying, well, if God is love, then how is that love shown, right? Uh, learned a lot of that from being a parent too. Like, oh, you know, sometimes you, you really love your kids, but at the same time, you, you have to be firm. Um, but, you know, really and truly, like this one over here that's acting crazy, but really and truly, when it, when it comes down to it, for me, it was like, all right, well, here's a thing that I have to deal with. Like, I had my first major anxiety attack mm -hmm. on a highway going to work one morning. 
I had smaller ones and you know you take a breath you, you kind of calm down and they go away but this one mm -mm, unlike the rest and you know that mixed with ending up in the hospital three times from like working myself to the bone like a lot of those things really put me in a dark place and of course you know business people screw you over all them kind of things but for me it was like all right well you know what lord these things are not happening just at random like i know i asked for greater is this preparing me for that greater right so it was a lot of praying for discernment a lot of changing the people who i was around um trying to be a little bit more regular with my bed schedule uh exercising drinking more water you know being around the computer i didn't really have to go outside a lot so going outside to get more sunlight and fresh air um, enjoying nature those little things helped me and then i think where it really made a difference was writing so writing a lot to get my thoughts out put perspective to it and then you know occasionally i would share some and people would enjoy it and be like yeah i'm feeling that thing and i couldn't put the words to it thank you i'm like wait a second well let me write some more and so yeah it became a thing where writing ended up speaking um yeah it's one thing just led to another but for me it was just really going back to the basics and saying you know what i don't need status i don't care for the fame the glory any of those things i just want to do the creative work that makes me happy and be the best person i can be for my kid when it's all said and done everything else is just water underneath the bridge that's that's well, I'm not, I don't think I'm at that point yet, but I'm working towards it. But do you think, because if, if I'm not mistaken, you, you consider yourself an introvert, right? Mm -hmm. Do you think that that's a part of the whole depression personality? Or do you think these are two distinct things? Because I don't like leaving my yard. If I don't have to leave my yard, I will stay in my yard all day, every day. I don't mind. Oh, yes. I'm quite okay with that. And I have tried to talk myself into doing several things, going to several events. And I and the bad habit is I tell people I'm going to go and then I don't go because... <laughs> and, and I was like, y'all should know by now. I ain't coming. But <laughs> well, at the time... Oh, trust me. Whenever I'm, I show up, it's a surprise. It's a surprise. Exactly. Because at the time, I'd be getting ready. You know, I'd be really committed to going. And I'm getting ready. I was like, yes, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. And then some small thing happened and it throws me completely off. And I was like, fuck it. I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> I'm staying home, <laughs> damn it. I am not going. And it happens yep. to me all the time. And that's what I was talking about earlier about knowing my triggers. Now I know that, listen, I'm just not going to go. So now I know that I'm just not going to go. And I just stopped telling people that I'm going to go. I just act like I didn't know. I was like, oh, that was your child. I forgot. I did not remember. Because people still don't understand. And it's hard to explain that I am. It's not that I'm uncomfortable in social situations. I'm actually not. I just don't want to hang around y'all. I just. I just don't want it's to. It's a lot of also. energy it to is, manage. It is. It is. Because everybody's coming at you from different directions. And there are people in the room that you know you're not going to like. And you have to pretend because you have to be cordial and civil. And you can't punch them in the face because assault. You know what I mean? <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. And I just. My thing now is to avoid the people that I know stress me out and is going to trigger me. And avoid situations that stresses me out and is going to trigger me. And I think that has deepened my introversy is that a word introversy introvert yeah, I, I mean well we just make it up now okay no, good introversy that has deepened my introversy because legit i will not leave my yard if i don't have to and even when i have to leave my yard i find it hard to put on oh, no, i get I you i think yard. though this is my safe i think space it's right two here. separate things oh yeah yeah i mean i get you like i think it's two separate things mm -hmm. Like, and I also think a lot of introvertness could also be based on like how you're raised as well. Mm -hmm. Like we never left our house. If we didn't have anything to do, what was the purpose of going out? And then I was homeschooled. Mm -hmm. So I never left, right? Unless we we're going to work or going to the grocery store or going to church and we come back home. 
Right. Um, and so now it's like, oh, what I thought was punishment actually saves me a lot of gas, a lot of time, <laughs> a lot of unpleasant feelings, right? And um, but yeah, it does take me a while to really build up where it's like, oh man, like I have to go do this thing, and especially if I have to go speak somewhere. Yeah. Oh, I don't sleep for at least a, for a couple two days before then. It's like, oh, am I gonna do this right? Am I gonna you know get all my points out? Am I gonna gonna do the things that don't make me sound stupid or whatever? Mm-hmm. And it builds up. I can totally so, relate. Yeah, but I mean, when it when it comes down to it, it's like you step out into the world, you have so many different levels of energy coming at you, so many different things people need out of you, and I feel like on the introvert side, we feel things a little bit more due to like the introspection, mm-hmm. and so we're observing, we're noticing the moments that are unfolding, we're noticing the ups and downs that are happening in people's lives. You know, extroverted people are a little bit more like, yeah, you know, I thrive on this outgoing thing. Like, all right, what's next? Like that kind of a deal. We're a little bit more planned out, more thought out, more looking at it like, okay, hold on. We're not going to jump into that just so (laughs) without knowing a couple more things. Exactly. Right. Um, And so, yeah. But then on the depression side, I think that's like completely different. Right. Where it's like that hits you in a way that introvertness, you can get out of bed and walk around and you don't really want to leave your house. But when you're depressed, you don't even want to get out of your bed. You don't want to open the blinds. You don't want to do the things that you usually enjoy. Um, And so anytime I notice that, like, oh, you know, I don't enjoy doing this so much anymore, and it's, like, something I really, really enjoy doing, I kind of check and say, okay, is this another episode coming on? Um, What do I need to do to adjust it? Have I been exercising? Probably not. All right, let me get back to exercising. Am I, you know, resting? doing horrible all right let me fix that right right and so yeah knowing those things and how to quickly solve them is key but i don't know i think the two sides of the spectrum sometimes people get them confused because like oh i don't want to be around people well that could be a deeper problem (laughs) but is your reason for not being around people is because they deplete you or you just don't really feel like being around people because you feel down like two different roads so yeah, yeah. i understand that and i kind of know when my depression is coming on because i start getting this panicky feeling i start feeling panicky mm-hmm. and i feel like oh my god life is coming to an end i've not accomplished anything i know when yep. my depression restless is coming. oh yes, yes restless i can't sleep my eating pattern goes way off I know when my depression is going on. You know, this is actually supposed to be a conversation about software development and love before, but I don't mind the shift because it's not often you get to talk to people who are so open about the fact that they also struggle with this kind of thing. Because as somebody who's trying to be an entrepreneur, every time I get to the point where I think I'm comfortable enough to put myself out there, the same thing keeps happening this anxiety comes the stress comes and then depression comes and then it sets it sets sets me back so i couldn't i i thought i wanted to be a speaker i thought i wanted to be the upfront out there person and i realized no i actually don't want to be the upfront out there person i'm good with being behind the screen i'm happy right here thank you very much i had one speaking engagement and that was it for me (laughs) i I don't like the speaking i like speaking about the things that bring me joy creatively right so when i separate it from like all right i'm just talking about the things i enjoy i ignore that i'm even there i you know connect with a couple people before i start my talk so as I'm going through it, I, you know, see, are they connecting? Are they nodding their head? You know, are they taking notes? Right. And that's like how I do the introverted side of it. Right. But I mean, truly, when you talk about software development, when you talk about design, entrepreneurship, this is the part of it that I feel matters more than creating the sales funnels, doing all the marketing landing pages, because your mindset is what affects everything. Right? Mm. And if you don't have the mindset to say, you know what, I'm going to show up at least for myself. It don't matter about anybody else. I'm just going to show up for me. Then it becomes a lot you know, more difficult. 
But I also get where you're seeing where like, you know, you, you have to psych yourself up just to do these things right here and it gets in the way and you delay yourself. Like leaving this lovable brands thing I've been working on. Mm-hmm. Like I tell people, like I've been doing this for a long time. Like this whole thing has helped raise millions of dollars. Like this is not something that's child's play. But even after all of those credentials, everywhere I've spoken, all the places I've been featured, I will still wake up and feel like I haven't accomplished anything. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, and once you recognize that and you're like, all right, hold on. You know what? I've gone through these experiences. Here's what they've taught me. Here's where I am now. Here's what I represent. All right. God says, trust me, move forward. That's what I'm going to do. And I think a lot of times as creative people, we overthink everything. Like our job is to think of many different possibilities. Yeah. But when that same power gets turned on towards like our life and we start overthinking all the little nooks and crannies, Mm -hmm. things that we shouldn't even be thinking about, then it becomes problematic, right? That creativity is now an obstacle to us because instead of creating things that move forward, we're creating things that keep us where we are. So... Yeah, I think a lot of it comes down to balance, Um, stepping outside of your echo chamber every so often, Mm -hmm. you know, programming, designing, being on the computer. You spend a lot of time by yourself, right? You start developing a lot of those thoughts, especially if you're not, you know, in a position where you have to engage people publicly a lot. And um, yeah, I think a lot of it is just taking a little moment to step outside of that, refresh, recenter, come back at it. And of course, surround yourself with people that are going to hype you up, mm-hmm. but they're not going to ha- gaslight you. Right? Yeah, definitely. They're going to be very realistic in how they say, you know what, I don't know why you're acting this way, because literally, like, just the other day, you helped me do this thing, what's wrong with you? Like, I like those people. They're like, all right, you thing, calm down. You think the thing with me, the thing with me is, I still think they're bullshitting me. So I would get people in my DMs or messaging me going, I really love what you're doing, or... This meant a lot to me, and I was like, bullshit. That's automatically the first <laughs> thing that comes to my mind. It's just not accepting it and let it let it wash over me and nourish and motivate me. See, I automatically go to comes bullshit. Yeah, that's where the troll in me comes out, though, because it's like, oh, really? Well, what about it resonated with you? Yeah, right? yeah. Like, like, tell me more. What, what did you really get out of it? Yeah, tell me more. It's not. I'm not feeding my ego. I want to know what you learned. Mm-hmm. All right. I want to know like what you got out of it because I know what I was saying, but I just want to make sure that you know you got the same thing out of it and you're not just you know blowing hot air into the balloon. Yeah, yeah. I don't need those things. Right. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's the people that uh, I would say I've surrounded myself with. But even that, right? Yeah. Like this is a really good example. Like, a lot of times we run ourselves hot because we're trying to do things and keep up with everyone else around us, Uh right? We'll go and say, all right, well, you know, this is the way that I need to do this, or this is the way I need to do that, Uh and, you know, I have to do this by the time I'm 30, I have to do that by the time I'm, you know, 35, and it starts stacking up. Yeah. I suffer with that. I I'm thinking, okay, I'm 35. I should be much further along than I already am. What is causing you to not do this? Oh my God, you're gonna go through life and not accomplish anything. And you're gonna be broke the whole life. I I do this to myself every single day, and then every single day I have to talk myself off the ledge and just chill out <laughs> that's literally what i have to say to it. chill the f out man just quit not today nobody got time for this today and that's what i have to t- i literally talk to myself and talk myself out of it um i do this all the time it's a it's a daily oh, struggle trust me, for I'm right me. There with you yeah it's a daily struggle for me but then what i can appreciate is that you've been able to work around all of that knowing that you have this problem and that this problem can affect you because it can literally just put a stop to everything and that you have found a way to work around it and get yourself to a position now where you've accomplished so much and you've experienced so much and you're now doing literally doing your own thing with your own uh program and um 
wanting to find out what is the best advice you could give to someone who is an introvert an entrepreneur jamaican who suffers from depression <laughs> so i would say my secret yeah is is anger pure anger really yes and it stems from kind of dark childhood um father wasn't really around uh-huh. And so for me, it was a really, it was, yeah, it's just basically anger. Anger at the fact that these were the circumstances. Anger at the fact that, you know, when my friends were going to college, I didn't have that opportunity because people didn't have their stuff together. Yeah. And, you know, failed to do very vital things. Just literally sign something. That's all we had to do. Um, you know, mad at the state of, you know, not being in my home country and having to kind of like figure out an identity in between the two places, yeah. literally becoming a digital Jamaican, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of those is just anger, seeing people mistreated, seeing, you know, creative ideas die or seeing people with so much potential hold themselves back. Go unfulfilled, um, yeah. Yeah, and so for me, it was just like that that constant pressing of like, do you guys not see this? Are you guys not concerned that this is a thing? Um, what are we doing, right? Like, who's really caring? And I forgot, it was something I read biblically or in some book where it was like, if you see the opportunity to help and you don't do anything, you're just as bad as the person who is doing the evil, right? And it was just kind of like, wow, you know, I, I really need to to kind of just channel this anger somehow, right? Like, yeah, I have all this stuff that I'm carrying, but the reality is there should be more that I can do with it. And so I think for me, it was just like, all right, you know, if I wake up depressed, I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to let this day go down without me at least being okay, right? Like, I don't have to complete everything on my list, but I need to get out of bed. I need to make the bed. I need to, you know, do my routine and freshen up and whatever the case is. Like, I just need to do those things and then I'll do everything else, right? And usually once you get those little wins underneath your belt to start the day, it becomes a lot more easier because now you're building off of the momentum. Like, all right, I made it out of bed. You know, I made it. Even if it's not perfect, I still made it, right? And you just do those little wins. Each time you get that little win, you celebrate the little success and you move on some more, Mm -hmm. right? Um, But when it comes down to being that person and you want to make change, start the business, write the book, publish the video, do the podcast, like sometimes you just have to shut everyone and everything off, right? It's just you and the future version of yourself sitting in a room and one of them is saying, hey, This is what will happen if you don't do the things that you know you can't stop thinking about, that you're passionate about, that you want to see in this world. Um, And it's not easy. Like, it's not something that I just magically wake up and feel this way. Like, even this morning, I was like, man, like, I didn't make it to the gym. I didn't do this. I didn't do that. You know, I'm really failing at life. Like, I have to get this proposal done. You know, even before our call, we were on this phone with a client of mine where another party came in and kind of screwed both sides of the thing over. And so, you know, there are a lot of things that you have to build yourself to deal with during the day. But when you realize that at the end of the day, you were created to be fruitful and multiply, not have kids when people say be fruitful and multiply, But to take the talents, to take the things that you have, and to turn it into more, which is why the story of the the three men with the talents is such an important story. It's not the fact that, you know, one had more, the other one had a little less, and the other one had, you know, that. It's what they did with it, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And so when I look at things like that, and being a parent now, I look and say, you know, the next generation, they shouldn't have to deal with the things that I did growing up. Right? Yeah. They don't need to get the the butt whoopings that, you know, make them feel as if they can't open their mouth and say, you know what, I know the answer to this out of fear of being wrong and what will happen. Mm-hmm. Right. 
like they don't need all this unnecessary like oh young people these days are the worst well guess what old person who do you think raised them you did right Mm -hmm. (laughs) like i don't want to be that kind of a person where i'm bashing everyone else and not taking ownership for me Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day there's a lot of choices that yeah you get dealt you know a horrible hand of cards but how you play it you move through it you learn from it that matters even more right so i think a lot of it really just came down from it's that pure anger like my cartoon anime or whatever persona would be batman right? yes i noticed like I, I you are a batman fan. justice <laughs> yeah i like the the fact that batman isn't necessarily a person that's going to be like all out in the front he comes when necessary mm-hmm. right He's doing his thing on his own. He's researching. He's you know taking care of everybody else. He maybe has one or two people that he really really trusts on that level with like his life and things. But you don't see Batman like showing up and be like, "Hey guys, I'm Batman." Usually, when you watch the cartoon, you see the man hanging up in the the ceiling. Right? You see these two with the white eyes. People doing bad stuff down there, and you just sweep in, get it done, and move out. What does that thing? That's how I prefer to be. I don't want the fame. I don't want the, the all the little glamour and oh yes, I'm on this top, you know, whatever entrepreneur list. All that is malarkey, really and truly. Like you, there's politics behind everything. Like you can just position yourself and get into any sort of list with no experience whatsoever. That's the state of the world. David, no so Jamaican say malarkey, okay? <laughs> I don't mean to Listen, cut you. But it's I one of my favorite words. This. No Jamaican say malarkey, David. <laughs> it's one of my favorite words. I don't even remember where I heard it. But I was like, this word is amazing. Malarkey. Malarkey, because it rolls right. <laughs> okay, so, Batman. Yes. Yes. So I'll, I'll take that one thing. Uh, all right. But yeah, I mean, those are the things. So when you realize and you look, you just kind of have to get angry at yourself. The state of your life. The state of, you know, the way you allow people to treat you and make change happen, right? So, you know what? I'm going to draw some boundaries. I'm going to work on being the better version of myself. Oh, yeah, boundaries. I'm going to, you know, if necessary, mm-hmm. even if it's family, we're going to have to cover the break. This is who I'm trying to be. And every time we interact, you seem to go negative and then I want to go positive. So, you know, here's a problem. And, you know, people do one of two things. They either respect you for it, they'll, you know, say, hey, all right, I'm sorry, I'll try to, you know, do better, or they'll move on, right? And most times when they move on, you don't really lose much. You now have more room to do the things that matter. So you just kind of have to be a lot more intentional, I guess you could say. You've just listened to the Digital Jamaica Podcast with your host, Kadia Francis, and me, David Yard, your friendly, creative dark knight. I hope that you've enjoyed this episode, and you can find more of me and my work at davidyard.com. Above all, keep aiming always upward and keep building the lovable things that matter.